Stoicism tells us not to care as a secret to life, suffering, strife, existence. When the secret is to care, to care about the good and the bad. That's in Nietzsche's eternal return. That's treating your existence as if, no, living your existence identically and authentically embracing the good and the bad is ordered embracing the suck fully understanding and I don't want to say wanting that's why I'm hesitating here so the idea is you want to uh, not want to I keep saying that the idea of the eternal return or the eternal recurrence is good or bad, you would replay those events exactly as they happened again over and over again. That's the secret, not stoicism, not uh, the, uh, the disconnection that so many have, living for another life, not the... Uh, the disconnection from your impact or overly um, invested in externality, right? Meaning things outside of oneself. Arguably the same, I'm sure, could be said of being overly um, fixated on, uh, on the self, certainly, uh, if you misunderstand what the self is, but I'm talking about the self-help, but recently... Uh, once again have been re reminded of how common it is for uh, some uh, to continue on a path of self-help, reading the next book or uh, trying the new practice instead of it being, you know, the know thyself idea, right? It really goes down uh, to a simple understanding that it's... Uh, I think what Dostoevsky was trying to get across in the notes from the underground or the underworld, depending on the translation, this idea that the basement-dwelling man was apathetic, sure, but only because he was never able to truly live, truly embrace his authenticity, his agency. So here he sits in a basement looking at the world go by, same as Nietzsche, or who was it that said most people die at 25 and they don't get buried till they're 75? Right? This, I, the reason why I mentioned this, I was reading a comment that someone abhors Nietzsche. But no big surprise, the guy is an abhorrent nihilist. He is so toxic. It is beyond the pale to even listen, let alone look at this guy, because it's just really quite ridiculous ridiculous why because of the hypocrisy he doesn't understand that he hates himself and his philosophy that's why he's a nihilist and why does he hate Nietzsche because Nietzsche hates nihilists not the person but the the thought the idea the philosophy that someone would give up on this magical potential that is providence be it 
divinely inspired or individually powered. Matters not. The idea is trust. Trust in Latin being a synonym to faith, but oh, don't say faith nowadays. Never mind religion. Oh, the path you follow with devotion and, uh, and commitment. What's so wrong with that idea? How many of us are being impeached to do exactly that? So I argue that's why when asked, why did I fall in love with language? And the same can be said in one word is the teaching of the eternal return of the true Stoic value to flow with the Tao, to embrace the suck, to live for the now, uh, the Buddhist ideal, Shaivism, Vedanta, you name it, boils down to an obscure English word that I actually learned about watching an episode of Owls, the comedy TV show about the alien creature that arrived on Earth. Well, this particular episode had Alf um, really kind of messing things up for his host family. So <clears throat> he thought the only solution, I mean, I think we've all gone there. I'm myself recently thinking the only solution would be to get me out of society and get me away to a nunnery. It's a Hamlet quote. Get thee to a nunnery. So off goes Alf to a monastery to live as a monk. And he left a note saying that I'm off to ponder life's vicissitudes. It's a beautiful word. Vicissitudes. Vicissitude. The uh, definition is all of the little challenges, all of um, the hiccups, uh, the, 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 the inopportune moments, the, uh, the, the flubs, uh, the, the lessons that we were forced to endure. Good and bad. But in this case, vicissitudes remind us that life is actually all of those little bad experiences strung together. Experiences. Life is the string of experiences, vicissitudes. It's no different than the Chinese or Japanese characters for a human being. You might think, oh, well, one's human, the other's being. It is. But it's far more beautiful than you'd think. Sure, simply, the character for Nin or um, Ren uh, is, essentially, it looks like a guy with almost no torso and a tiny little head covered by a little hat sometimes. Not always. But really long legs taking a big, long leap. Again, Ren person, nin in Japanese, is this idea of going out and taking part, right? Alive, active. So human being, not human doing, in this case, is a second character. Human doing, being ren, nin, the single character. Interestingly enough, to make the character great, he just put... Uh, a horizontal strike through Ren or Nin and you get great uh, for Canadians not that different from the O Canada in our anthem 
great, like Ozumo. This idea of human doing is not the complete picture for existence, for life. So how does this relate to vicissitudes? Oh my God, here he goes off on a tangent again. Why? Because that first character just talks about action, but taking part is what's most important. The second character uh, is a combination of sun, month, time. They're all the same character, right? Sun denotes um, the passage of time. It's also a month, it's a day. Same character. But the sun is represented in a door or a portal, technically. Half door. So it's denoting the passage of time. Right? In fact, they say that going back to the original, I think the Oracle Bone scripts, it was the idea of moonlight through a doorway. So the idea here when you combine person, taking part, taking action, and the passage of time, right? Not just the sun, time, but the passage of time. The idea of going through the doorway, just like the light, right? That's the eternal return, the eternal recurrence. That's Arguably what William James wrote about in his Varieties of Religious Experience. It was about psychology, don't fret. But he wrote that uh, we have something called a twice-born individual. And they're endowed with a power to see meaning in life because of their super or supra-normal power. What is this superpower? It's not a religious conversion as he tends to. Uh, allude to but it's very simply in one quote he talks about it's just applying that meaning yourself instead of arbitrarily being blown by the wind I've said this before be like a tree rooted not like a leaf blown about bandied about by any breeze the idea is to be firm not too firm but certainly present and aware judgment right so that's where this this uh, William James quote comes in this idea that twice-born individual doesn't need anything external in fact he argues that uh, anything external is only activating something internal so I argue we can do that ourselves yes life life is a challenge certainly no less today than any other time uh, recent memory how do we get through this? By simply embracing the good or bad as ordered. If you're taking part, unlike the Stoic, uh, commonly perceived Stoic or uh, Taoist perspective of, of uh, you know, allowing the universe to uh, just uh, flow. No, if you're actively taking part. And here's one last little bit of my own philosophy. Is... Not only the eternal recurrence of the twice-born, simply an arbitrary decision to find meaning in everything and anything you do as the moonlight passes through that portal. I say it goes one step further. 
and this, uh, I've actually forgotten what I was going to say. Well, that's just going to drive people nuts, ain't it? Yeah, well, what are you going to do? But, 